Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents about comic book characters and pop culture. It's a bat! It's a plane! It's breaking box office records. It's the Batman 2022, and we're here to take a detective's lens to the caped crusader's most recent appearance on the big screen. Okay, this is the reunion tour. (laughs) (laughs) It really fucking feels that way, though, right? Back together one night, one night only. (laughs) It feels like, honestly, it might be. Um, So, hey, everyone. It's been, like, a year. It's been a whole pandemic. It's been a whole pandemic. That's a good way to explain it. It's been, like, a year for me, but it's been, like, two years it's for you it's been a panini for me definitely yeah so melissa's back hello <laughs> hello original co-host <laughs> okay so here we are um a couple weeks later to discuss dun 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 a batman the only thing that could bring us together again batman <laughs> a batman movie <laughs> okay i'm sorry let, let me let me channel my inner robert pattinson the batman <laughs> <laughs> he did not. <laughs> Though, I'm so glad he didn't have, like, the Christian Bale. <laughs> Which, in an interview, he was like, it was so hard not to do when you get in the suit and try not to be super different. <laughs> yeah. You know, I liked his, his very monotone, relaxed Batman more than Christian Bale's. You mean depressed and flat? Yeah. <laughs> Poor boy. Poor boy. Depressed and flat. Okay, I'm going out on a limb to assume my co-host is going to have a more linear description of this movie. I don't know what's coming to my mind yet. I think that since this is our first time back in a very long time, we should just, you know, take it easy, see where it leads us, and just talk about what we liked about the movie, what we didn't like about the movie. Jossie has a notebook. So, yes, I I do. I have my fleeting memories. (laughs) Yes. I did actually write down what I liked and disliked because I was afraid to forget because I watched this a whole week before she did. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of time in between this recording and I don't want to forget shit. So I wrote it down. It's fresher in your mind. I I believe and I trust. The parts that are important will still be there. And that's what we're here to talk about. One of my favorite parts I realized was in a trailer and I had literally just avoided a lot of media. I realized that that was a much more fun experience for myself ever since the Venom 2 movie to just not watch trailers, not watch anything, and just be like genuinely surprised by things that happen. And I was more genuinely surprised in this movie because I was like, whoa! And then I saw a trailer after and I was like, oh, all y'all knew this was going to happen. I did <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I didn't intentionally try to watch any of the trailers either like I didn't seek them out I didn't look them up online because same I, I kind of wanted to be more surprised by this movie and I didn't want to build up any preconceived notions or opinions beforehand the only thing I knew from one trailer that I saw because I was watching the Olympics and that was on all the time was when Riddler was talking about like oh the sins of your family or like the the wanes or whatever and I was like oh they're gonna do sins of the father Like, I knew that that was going to be the storyline, that they were going to make, quote-unquote, Thomas Wayne evil or whatever the heck, which is what that storyline is, if you don't know. It was in the Telltale games, and they did a comic of it as well. And I ended up texting you. I think that's the only thing we texted about. I was like, I've read this somewhere. I have no idea where I have read this, but I have a visual memory of me reading a comic scene where at this point it could have been like someone else but it was a bat family member rifling through like a file drawer and being like 
Wayne Enterprises Foundation is a sham. They've been funneling money, scamming money. And suddenly, like, my brain is like, what is going on? And then, like, the Bloodhaven drop. I was just like, oh, my goodness. They, they want to they potentially do so much with this film. Correct. There were a lot of Easter eggs. It got me excited to see where the film was gonna go like where the universe this immediately universe is, i was like oh you guys are bringing back the project every we're doing nightwing again okay yeah i was like oh my god does that mean nightwing's actually <laughs> gonna happen because this was announced like years and years and exactly. years ago at this point but deviating a little way from the batman as a topic the pandemic completely derailed both dc and marvel's trajectory for the next couple of years and what they were gonna do yeah. Suddenly, all these movies are shelved that would have gotten a lot more traction. I guess people were overthinking it, or they're like, they no longer want to produce it. But it completely shifted yeah. what could have been. Exactly. Like, their pri- priorities completely changed. We, we don't know what it could have been, um, but we only know where it's potentially going. Mm-hmm. Um, like, with Gotham, like, fucking underwater right now. <laughs> At the end of the movie. I love the vibes of war games and just all of it. I'm just like, where are we going with this? I just, insane. Okay, but this is jumping all the way to the end 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 of of the movie. Yeah. Jumping all the way to the end of the film. Okay, Okay, so why don't you share some of your preferred moments of the movie? Yeah, okay, yeah. So let's start with some of the things that I like. I really liked the detective take. I really liked that that's what we focused on. I really liked that it was a very focused plot. We are starting with the Riddler as the villain. And we're going to unravel the riddle of the movie. Like, that was it. It was simple, but it had a good and direct trajectory that you didn't get lost at any point. Like, we knew what the mission was. Not overwhelming, not trying to do too many things. The storyline was really clear. Yeah, exactly. Like, you knew what was happening. And it wasn't, like, jumping around all over the place trying to complete all these other loose ends. No. From the beginning to the end, we followed this one narrative, which I really liked. And, again, really liked... The nitty-grittiness of him, like, solving stuff and blah, 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 whatever. Like, a lot of parts of Batman that we might not have gotten in other films. Because it wasn't as focused on. It was mostly like, oh, Batman beat up character, not Batman solve mystery. And then beat up character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of like that. I think Batman's opening scene was embarrassing. A hundred... I'm glad I think you think it's embarrassing. it was one of the more embarrassing scenes. Like, the one scenes. Like, a, like, like a beast in the night or whatever, yeah. I invented... Like, I just... Whatever he said, I mean... It made me realize how much Batman makes sense on paper and not verbally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but even like, then, that this is, is like verbatim that Batman. Like that is yes. not not Batman. That is definitely Bruce Wayne. But a <laughs> hundred and especially this Bruce Wayne, like this era in Bruce Wayne's life, like early year, two, year one, yes. year two, like that energy is this Bruce Wayne. Honestly, he's not my favorite Bruce because of all the cringy thoughts he's ever thought in his whole life are even worse at that point then like we get with obviously older bruce now mm-hmm. like it's not the same teen angst that you kind of felt with this bruce please take the word teen out of your mouth anybody who was telling me that this man is not in his mid to oh, late no, 20s he's, he's in his mid 20s but he's okay. acting like okay no because there's because actually been some know... discourse online that oh, he's really? that he's younger that he's oh, 18 no, no, no. 19 no 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 He's in his 20s. He needs to be, because I yeah. remember seeing something and just being like, you know what, no, no, thank you, this, bye, bye. No, I can 100%, like, I obviously can't confirm it, I didn't fucking write this, but I can confirm it into my comic knowledge of where he is right now in his life, that he's in his mid-20s. Capes could treat, please remove that when we edit this. Whoever's editing, please, please, please remove please get that. get rid of that. 
But yes, into your canon and into the Caped Critiques canon, it is confirmed mid to late 20s. Yeah. I believe that he maybe started later in his crusading. Yeah. But there is no way that this... Oh, no. No, he's acting like a teenager because he's mentally regressed because after his parents died he was stunted there for a really long time of course so that's why the teen angst is happening in his mid-20s while he's trying to and that's fine be vengeance like you're definitely still grieving bruce like that's a-okay whatever but but he's not i'm telling you when i saw something trying to tell me and convince me he was under the age of 20 i was like oh no no whoever wrote that theory like I'm sorry to whoever you are, but that seemed completely... pretty pervasive. And I was like, you know what? Moving on. But his opening scene, I thought was immensely embarrassing. A hundred percent. But is needed if you just start. Like, you can't just be super cool, suave, like the knight immediately. Like Vengeance. <laughs> He's vengeance. Okay. <laughs> you can't just start off being cool. We all have to have our ugly phase. It humbles us. Like, everyone's gone through one. That's how you grow and that's how you know later on you're cool. So it's it's fine. Yeah. And again, definitely embarrassing. like 100% embarrassing, but it fit the Bruce of this time. Yes, I definitely it think so. It fit the so. Bruce of this it time. It didn't make me cringe. I just definitely thought, I was like, ooh, he's going to look back on this. Yeah. And like <laughs> hate himself. He's going to look back at his notes and be like, did I fucking write that? <laughs> he's going to look at his contacts and be like, that was, I said that? <laughs> Alfred, Alfred, please. <laughs> Alfred, why didn't you make me sleep more, okay? I sound like a crazy person. <laughs> Ta- okay, segueing a little bit. The technology was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Okay, I have a... Yes, I have a gripe with the contacts, though. Like, I really like them. I thought it was a really ingenious way of getting, like, the same energy of, like, the recording that the cow is supposed to Mm -hmm. do, like, in the comics. But in a way that made more sense for an actor, obviously, you can't have the white-out lenses and be able to emote well. Even though I would love to see the white-out lenses one day. However, all I could think of was, like, him getting dust in his eye and just being blind. Because, like, a contact with something that irritates your eye, like, I feel like it's too risky when you're fucking out in the polluted streets of Gotham fighting crime. Okay, okay. That is definitely fair. I mean, for all we know, his, instead of, like, the whiteout, there's just, like, a clear lens that shuts, <laughs> that pops up and covers his Well, eyes. he does, like, pop it out like a contact lens no, and put right. it in Selena's eye like a contact that lens, That I did too. not like. I did not think that technology like that would be molded for anybody's eyes other than his right the shape i did not think that that works for selena kyle if i was just being like nitpicky yeah i don't think that would have worked i I agree because the contour of your eye is different and obviously that's a technology yeah and so it's like again really cool idea and And i like we're splitting hairs yeah yeah exactly so so i can see where it kind of needs some workshopping but in that same sense Something that is just slightly out of reach and just slightly uncomfortable and doesn't make sense in the real world is what makes it a comic mo- yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I feel like it lends into that as well, mm-hmm. where, like, anything could happen. Like, exactly. Like that cave with the bats in there. How would the bats live there? They wouldn't. Like, they wouldn't. But they do live <laughs> there. scene with where it's unquote... doors after doors yeah. of tunnels. Yeah. No bat is going to be able to live there because they need to leave to eat unless he's feeding them. So, again, splitting <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. It's so an image of Alfred having to feed the bats bats. because Bruce wants them. (laughs) It's like for the atmosphere, the ambiance. He's like, he was like, Alfred, they were there when I first stumbled upon there after my parents died. They're a part of me now. (laughs) And Alfred's like, all right, Bruce, whatever. Hey, Master Bruce. He was a freaking crazy bitch. So that was my only thing with the contacts, because, like, the reason he, other than, like, you know, protect his identity, the reason he wears in the comics is to protect his fucking eyes, because, <laughs> you know, the amount of shit they throw at him, acid, all this, like, 
so much stuff that can go into your eyes. That's why he has them for protection. So then when I thought of the same thing happening with contact lenses, I was like, bitch, be blind. <laughs> so that was the only thing. I do think it was, again, a cool part of like the tech in the movie, but I was just like, his eyes, they're unprotected. Talking about Alfred a little bit, I was not expecting there to be another member of help. Like, I was not yes! expecting there to be like, a cleaning lady. Like, first of all, why does Alfred have a cane? He's supposed <laughs> to be able and taking care of that whole manor by himself. <laughs> but no, he, they had, like, another lady who's also old, so it's like, I didn't I understand her role at all, except Only for picking up the phone literally was to let to you know that Alfred was in the hospital. So, yeah, literally the only thing that she did. Because, like, why is she there? So does she know he's Batman, too? She has to. How wouldn't she? So that's more people that know that Bruce is Batman. It makes zero, no, zero it makes sense. very extremely little sense for her to be there. And I was just confused because that was like, she yeah. just had a couple lines. I'm very happy for her. Like, get, get your bag as an actress. Like, that's great. But in terms of the Bruce Wayne and Batman lore, I don't feel like that made any sense. Correct. It's whatsoever. Like, it's like, if you want me to believe that this man goes out at night, dresses like a bat, is a little emo kid... But you don't expect me to believe that Alfred can take care of the whole manor by himself? Like, you're stupid. I would have never questioned Alfred being at the manor by himself. Never. Never. I would have never been like, wow, that place is too big. I'm glad he has help. No. <laughs> Going back to something you shared about the detective, I think it was amazing when Alfred was in the hospital and it goes into Bruce just like full blow, need to solve this case mode, like drawing, spray painting on the grounds and like putting the entire case out there in quadrants of all the the current murders and attacks. And that was just a really, that was a really great like Bruce Wayne scene. I, yeah, I agree. It was very fed into his like mania and obsession of like solving his cases because he does that a lot, especially for cases that are hard to solve or like that stump him in any way. That is completely the the manic the manic energy that i expected from bruce so i agree that that was like a really good scene and 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 true to like i guess his methods when he solves cases okay so getting into the the meat and potatoes thoughts on selena kyle zoe i loved her i thought she was a great Catwoman. i really but the mask i'm still upset about the mask (laughs) I can't believe they did that to her. You don't her. like the little baby ears? I'm like, <laughs> okay, but why even wear it? Who Who's not going to know who she fucking is? Her eyes, full display, everything under her nose. The, the, only thing, her nose the only thing covered is her fucking nose. Like, it's because she's got a cute nose. They would know. <laughs> like, so I'm like, why? She literally has this full leather outfit. She has a million wigs, and y'all couldn't give her a decent mask? Like, you expect me to believe she couldn't get that shit off Gotham eBay? Like, hello? Stolen something or better? Or stolen <laughs> something? Or, like, if all the little people could have those, like, little military masks, his little incel homies that they got them at Gotham General, she couldn't get a, ma- a cool mask, too, somewhere on the streets? My biggest difficulty with accepting this Selena Kyle, because she, at no point is she considered Catwoman. No, no, film. no, they never call her Catwoman. But she says she calls them the bat and the cat. So I don't know if I missed it as uh, an introduction. No, no, no. Okay, that's that goes into one of the things I dislike about the movie. I feel like they expected us to know certain things going okay. into the movie, and they never explained it in the movie. Like, okay. Alfred and Bruce's relationship, to me, was super underdeveloped. 
like for me to feel the weight of Bruce being like, I'm losing the only family I have left or whatever. Like, why didn't you build up the relationship more? It's because they expected us to already know Alfred is the only person Bruce has in the world. Which that has been made very clear, not just for, not specifically in that, but by Matt Reeves and by Pattinson during like their press junket and all of that, that this is quote unquote, not an origin story. So we quote unquote already know certain things, which is also an area that I have felt really strong about where I think it's great for the time for 2022 that's needed I just worry about how this film is gonna stand alone in five years because if this is leading into something else now do we have to backtrack later like how does this hold up on its own as a franchise because it's it's not continuing anything and if it's the start of something else it's kind of starting at step three instead of step one yeah so the same energy applies to the bat and the cat like a mythos they expect us to already know even though she's never called catwoman at any point in the movie we're expected to know she is catwoman and And what is catwoman in this movie because where was her as as a character you know as selena kyle i think she was great i think that was written amazingly but then to use a character as catwoman to use the whip to use different scenes like the the moment where she's going in to get the passport but where is her her motivation her motivation is her friend but then her friend is dead we barely catch a name or how they got together and where's the the burglary where are the diamonds yeah we don't see we see her closet <laughs> that's full of like different outfits or whatever and and we do see her like burglar tools like it when on the wall that's yeah, it but yeah. what does that mean but we it, don't but like she's how still... do i not know she's not a like how do i know she doesn't make chairs like she could be a woodworker with all those tools she could be a handy woman like she could be up there on upwork on freaking angie.com <laughs> 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 like just getting her to go out and side hustle yeah no i i completely agree again i think as she embodies selena Selena so well like but that's because i know selena so well so seeing her up there i'm like wow that's perfect they did such a great job of that but i completely feel like as a casual viewer like how the fuck are you supposed to put any of those pieces together i find it interesting because that's the duality of superhero characters in movies that you have two characters you have to portray so they did selena kyle justice and then they kind of fell back on Catwoman as a character and the same can be said for for Bruce Wayne versus Batman you explored more Bruce Wayne and his pain and not so much as what he's trying to do as Batman only in the opening and the beginning yeah did we ever get that Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting because you do have to build up two separate characters even though they're physically the same person correct so it's it's and I can understand that's difficult to do even in a three-hour movie (laughs) Yeah, for sure. When I was looking back at my notes, I was like, I can't believe they executed the plot so well. But then a lot of those like little connections between characters and within this, the characters themselves were kind of lost. But it was three hours. So I've had this discussion before, right? And it's been outside the podcast, just like in my personal life, because sometimes I have one. And... (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) Is that franchises as a whole, especially when they go into sequels and things like that, it's either going to be story-based or character-based. Oh, okay. And if you focus on the story and the plot and world building, then sometimes your characters fall short. Vice versa, where when it's character-based and trying to build up those individual connections, sometimes your story falls short. 
So then the more that I've seen films after having that conversation or even like TV shows and things like that, I've realized that that could be the case. I mean, this is a unique thing because it's not common that you have three hour movies, right? So, so, but I wonder. I hope it doesn't become common. If it does, if it does, I just don't understand why we can't adopt literal break in the middle. Intermission. Why can't we adopt 15 minutes? Like, who does not need to pee, stretch their legs? Maybe you want to refill on your popcorn. Like, you know how much more money movie theaters would make if they just added 15 minutes? Who would not go up and get an extra soda, a drink, if they know they can pee? Like, if anyone out there has the power (laughs) to do that, I feel like you should start it. Because, nope, I I don't see anything wrong. 10, 15 minutes. I guess it would just be coordinating all the theaters and making sure people go to the right theater. But then again, it's like, why would you go watch half a movie? At that point, it doesn't matter. But I, I guess like... that's what they're worried about. That, like, they're not going to be able to figure out the rush, maybe, like, with all their... Because, I mean, a lot of theaters are running at the same time, but... But that has... I feel like that doesn't... I feel like, like you said, like, why would you stop halfway through and go to another movie? Also, nowadays, your tickets are connected with your seats. Oh, that's, that's true. That's a new trend. That's true. So, it's... Uh, I feel like it's it a, is a up lot to harder. movie companies, mm-hmm. right? Who is producing, who is shipping out these these videos to be like, this is a timestamp for stopping and transitioning for an intermission like you literally just have to tell them the time stamp and then they pause it you get up you go 15 minutes you turn you dim the lights like you do anywhere else that you go to a theater you watch any type of um performing arts they dim the lights to let you know it's time to get back regardless of all of that three-hour movie a long time but i i do see how that phrase holds true because the plot was very well thought out and well executed but because there was so much focus on that some of the characters and their connections did suffer the one that didn't though was bruce and commissioner gordon i think they built up their like partnership really well that's the but only that's one that's also I'm like, interesting because it's not bruce's relationship it's batman's relationship. yeah yeah correct bruce <laughs> Out in the wilderness. Who cares about that guy, okay? It's all about Batman. <laughs> no, the story, the storytelling was great because I was like, my mouth was open at least like three times. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> We're doing what now? What's happening? What's going on? I was like ready to figure out the way it unfolds because the Riddler takes over. He is the star of the movie, in my opinion. He does so much more in the film and I feel like that's what they were trying to do. But he is to me, more of a prominent character because of Bruce's depression and being flat. (laughs) The depression. The depression, yeah. I do, okay, sometimes I liked, like, the monotone, but I felt like, like you said, it was too flat. Because if you do monotone, but, like, you kind of make it, like, strong. I don't know how you make monotone stronger, but, like, there's a certain way that I Because that I monotone kinda... is just the same pitch. The thing is his tone of voice. Yes, yes, is, So yes. if he had a more, maybe, like, a deeper tone of voice and it still remained that consistent line, yes, that maybe yes. could have worked more. And mind you, Robert Patton said he tried very hard and got scratchy throat going that low for him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, sometimes the realm of possibility is just limited to whoever is doing Doing it it. and you know he tried his best and honestly i liked him as batman like i thought he did a pretty good job i I have no qualms about him being i genuinely never had a major concern um, in terms of acting capabilities when it comes to somebody being batman because i don't think that i mean as long as you have a history of working with cgi you're good i feel like that's the hardest thing as an actor being a non-actor right just seeing what that looks like so i feel like if you 
are going to be in a starring role, if you have history being in CGI, then the acting is going to come into play because I don't think, and I don't care what anybody says, I don't think Bruce is a complex character. I don't think so. I don't think it's hard to play him. Like, you can make him complex, like, in writing and kind of, like, analyzing him as a character, right? Mm-hmm. But actually playing him, I don't think requires anything fantastical or amazing this as This is far not the Joker. You're... Exactly. The Joker is a whole other story. I, I don't... I think you... And but again, as, yeah. this is as a viewer, right? So this is as somebody who's watching who does not have these, like, artistic capabilities to act. So I feel like it's very interesting. Um, so I was very pleased with his role. You know, I wish he had more pecs, but, like, that's just me objectifying <laughs> him. Like, I really wanted, like, the scene, you know, like a James Bond movie, but it's okay. Like, that doesn't take yeah. away from the movie. Yeah, or his <laughs> no, uh, portrayal just, of the character. You know, I just wanted that little razzle dazzle i don't know maybe maybe in time he'll grow no he won't no he won't he said it he's like i'm not he's He's like like, i'm I'm not not doing doing this for you guys he's like i'm not doing you know what mad respect for that i agree i agree that's why i'm not hating on him for it i'm not i i was i have just been conditioned to look at some nice pecs in in the movie superhero movies have spoiled us in that (laughs) aspect for sure henry cavill yeah oh my god (laughs) i miss his superman every day life's tears well him as Superman. His Superman has another story. Whole other podcast. I could talk about that. But anyway. So another thing that kind of like was eh, to me was like the weird, some of the weird like glorification scenes of Batman. Like after the chase with Penguin, which was awful in the sense of like, why'd you kill 50 people to catch Penguin? Because after why that explosion, I'm... they're all dead. But like the way he came out of the fire, yeah, was cool. To be, <sighs> okay. Okay, to be fair, there's two things about that scene I need to clarify in the sense of how I interpreted the scene, right? And why I have the opinions I have now. First of all, until he came out... I'm so sorry. Like, (laughs) until he came out of that blast of fire, I thought the penguin was chasing him. What? I just think I'm sorry. Like, I just... I was very... Like, that just... I don't know what I missed. Maybe I blinked too long. I, maybe I was looking at the wrong part of the screen. I'm not sure. <laughs> because, okay, like I said, I missed a part. I thought that they were chasing one another, and then they switched and switched again. No, the penguin I, was I under- fighting for his life. I understand now. Now I understood, right? But in the moment, I was like... Oh, when did they switch? This is an interesting role. Like, does he think that Batman has his money? And I was like, I was like, this is technically one of the first times he's come in contact with Batman. So maybe he doesn't fear him as much as he does in the comics. I was like, whoa, like, what's happening? This is an interesting role reversal. And then I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay, and then going back to why did you kill these people? That was not Bruce's fault. This is the thing. That whole chase scene wasn't necessary. You want to know why? Because where does the penguin live? the iceberg lounge how many times did batman just walk into the iceberg lounge in that whole movie three he walked into there three times okay maybe in this movie he doesn't live there maybe in this movie he owns it what the iceberg yeah he went into the but batman went to talk to penguin at the iceberg lounge before all this happened maybe he thought maybe he thought he would go on the run and disappear i'm just stop defending him i'm just a batman apologist sometimes randomly you are it's only his second year leave him alone he's learning oh no (laughs) i every one of my qualms against his character i'm just like 
jealousy he's baby batman okay he's baby batman he's still getting the hang of the ropes that's why he's doing all this stupid shit including grabbing the power cord and cutting it with battering <laughs> while he was holding it and electrocuting himself almost killing himself because this man is borderline suicidal instead of throwing a battering and cutting it without having to electrocute himself along the way. Does he have batterings in this movie? The thing is, the only one is the big one on his chest. So he doesn't have batterings I didn't see him (gasps) throw any. Maybe this is the scene where he realizes, I should make more batterings. Yeah, because I almost killed myself like an idiot. Okay, I'm going to give that to the adrenaline or whatever he just stabbed into his Oh, yeah, that's true. He's like, I'm invincible. Dude, when it was, it was green, morphine, though, dopamine, something. When it was green, like, it was, like, green. The lizard. I, no, I was, like, venom. Like, the venom that Bane uses to bulk up oh, is green. That's fair. So I was like, huh, hmm. Is that going to be used later? Is that an Easter egg? That's fair. The color just caught my eye. Yeah. I was like, why is adrenaline definitely, green? Definitely, definitely. That's why I was like, I'm not sure what it is, what, yeah, what it looked we're like pumping the, in ourselves. It looked like the venom shit that Bane's addicted to, that pumps up the volume on his muscles so it's really interesting in that sense but you're right i feel like that that was a reckless moment i was in the sense of as soon as you cut the power the power dissipates maybe it was calculated yeah i'm sure he didn't think he was gonna die it was just a stupid thing to do because i'm like why didn't you fucking throw something at it he already threw his battering the only one he has yeah he should have just thrown that didn't he already take it off or did he take it off later no he had it in his hand and he used that to cut the cable so i was like why didn't you throw that but whatever whatever he was seeing three yeah honestly (laughs) honestly idiot just like that car chasing i was like you literally broke into the iceberg lounge three times and talked to penguin but you had to chase him in the streets to catch him and like kill 50 people and explode some trucks along like that shit didn't make no sense but the entry scene builds up the hype for the Batmobile. Oh, oh yeah. That was yeah. gorgeous. It was amazing. It was literally kit. Like, it was a kit. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? You didn't get here. And then, like, what is it? Yeah, no, that, that, that was, was great. Dope. I still don't know if I really liked this, like, stylized version of the Batmobile. But that's irrelevant to don't the fact that it was really cool. Don't be a hater. She I mean, that's gorgeous. just like my as just like that's my personal aesthetic. It has nothing to do with the actual. To coolness. be fair, my per, for my personal aesthetic, I dislike this bad suit so much. Oh, I, I, I felt like it was a little too Michelin man. Like I just was not <gasps> feeling it. Oh my gosh, it does. It does kind of section rules. Yeah, and yeah. I just did not appreciate it. But then I also understand that obviously you have to make every single Batman have a bit of a different look and then you have to think that it's a human being inside the suit. Correct. So it's kind of like hard to remember that that's a person acting but like you have yeah, to yeah. Cause like, in a while. Again, that's the same thing that I have with like the white out lenses. I would love to see them like in live action because I think that just makes Batman look even cooler. But I also understand that they're like the money makers. How are you supposed to emote and express emotion if we can't see their eyes? And like then your face an is, and they, your, the bottom half of your face is just talking in a monotone correct like, like <laughs> eyes are so expressive not that he used them to express a lot but they if you did want to do that they would be there so going back to commissioner gordon and you know batman's relationship i do think it was amazing and put himself on the line the entire time that i'm watching this movie though i i was thinking on how it feels like a Riddler's version of the Long Halloween and just constantly yes, trying to discover yes. to find something like every new victim relationship yeah, all of mm-hmm. that I felt like it was 
it was exactly that like the Riddler's version of the long halloween especially with so much with the crime and mob boss families and all of that so i think it was really great um i just had a very hard time and this was not because of anything in the movie this is just the same actor from westworld and he has a very unique tone of voice so i was just Who? thinking about that no commissioner gordon oh he's, commissioner gordon. yeah he's one of the main characters in westworld and i just had a really hard time disconnecting his tone of voice and he's an amazing actor which is why he's in these franchises it was great yeah his commissioner gordon super good only relationship they actually apparently gave a fuck about fleshing out which makes sense because they're gonna continue that mm -hmm. throughout the other films i'm sure and even if like honestly all those bat cat scenes like the kisses i was like for what the build-up in the relationship i don't think was enough especially the one where like he's unconscious and she like randomly kisses him on the little thingy and i'm like there are terrorists attacking you what <laughs> are you doing i think the best scene was the last scene between the two of yes. them where he when has the that inclination go. dip his head and it is literally such a small shift and she shifts back so slightly and it is something that is just you could never capture in a comic in that way mm -hmm. because it's such a subtlety and the subtlety that happens in real life i think it was such a nice touch um on the directing in that part yeah i think that's the only solid backcat the end the last one is the only solid like backcat scene that i felt was earned after all this shit they went through like it makes sense why they're relationship just ended up being so complicated at the end and the way it did so that's the scene that i was like yes and then them like parting ways at the end too made a lot of sense especially if you look at what selena like quote unquote this is based off of so like since she's the daughter of falcone mm -hmm. which i always used to say falcone oh, oop. apparently it's falcone yeah i'm used to that too i don't know why i guess maybe maybe a cartoon somewhere along maybe. in our challenge could uh, challenge could childhood. Challenge childhood wow i can't believe you're trying to call my childhood challenge in our childhood <laughs> some some animated version of batman probably said falcone and that's why it's in my head but anyway so this is like follows a very specific storyline for selena where she finds out that like she's the daughter of the mob and so mm -hmm. after that she leaves gotham she skips town she's like i don't want to have anything to do with this shit anymore because i don't want to have anything to do with being part of the gotham crime family mm -hmm. so that followed this that like storyline for her so i felt it was very fitting that she did leave in the end but i'm sure she'll be back they can't build yeah. up this energy. I don't think they're going to then... lose out on Zoe Kravitz like this either. Yeah. In utilizing her. Again, I think that was one of the more touching scenes. And I feel like if they hadn't had any kiss prior to that, and then that was the closest they got, that would have just been better. Or I just agree. as good, like, in that sense. I 100% agree. That again, that moment, I felt, was such a humanizing moment. For Bruce, because he went through his entire phase of... His little... From vengeance to like, hey, maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> no, but also that fear of losing somebody. Yeah. So the other kisses and were being, not initiated yeah. by him. So Cause this one being like nudged by out him. There. Yeah, in a way. And then of. getting another form of rejection. Again, like, I hate Batman, but I'm a Bruce Wayne apologist. <laughs> so it's just like, it makes me feel so bad for him. Like, yeah, he okay. just got rejected in the most subtle, but monumental way because it's without words and then he has to live with that and play that scene over and over okay. again yeah which he will considering exactly He'll play it in his contact lenses <laughs> oh gosh and then alfred's gonna have to like pull him away from it you're <gasps> like master bruce this isn't healthy <laughs> i'm telling you if you ever ask me if i like batman i'll probably say no if you ever ask me if i like bruce wayne i'll probably say no and then here i'm like but bruce, bruce! <laughs> 
every time. And then me on the other spectrum openly says I love Batman, but will shit on him every single day. So I'm like, you know, don't come for Bruce. Like the duality. He's never yeah. had a girlfriend. But yeah, I agree. I think all the other like kisses, all their like kind of intimate moments before were not really forced, but felt a little disingenuous considering they didn't really build up that relationship, I think, enough to earn that. But at the end, when he finally kind of put himself out there in a sense that he was willing to open up and kind of want to accept somebody else into his life, because he asked her to stay. And then that whole scene happened with the almost kiss. That felt like the most genuine moment between them in the whole movie. And it was genuinely heartbreaking. I was, my heart went out to him. I was like, damn, you're going to stay alone, bro. But that's, like, the definition of Batcat. Like, their mm-hmm. their push and pull is, like, ingrained into the relationship. One of them puts themselves out there, the other one's like, nah. And then the other one doesn't, and then was like, nah. Like, that's their energy. So I think that they did a really good job with that. Uh, but again, could have had more, but they'll probably develop that Because there on. is no Catwoman yet. Correct. There's only Selena Kyle. There's Selena Kyle, who has a horrible burglar mask. Honey, please upgrade that. Also, didn't know how I felt about her acrylic, scratchy cat nails. They're hers. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, because I was like, they're her real nails. They have to be. Yeah. To she... be able to cut like that. But also, like, how do you do anything if your nails are that sharp? That's what I was thinking. Like, how do you... Yeah, that was her. That was um, the actress's suggestion for the role because she was apparently growing her nails out during quarantine. And she was like, wouldn't it be cool if these were Catwoman's nails? So they're her real nails and her suggestion. However, as a per- as an acrylic-wearing person, I cannot make my way down a rope. I cannot climb down a ladder. I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of practice and skill that takes. I don't have it. I have literally got my nail caught closing a door. And any acrylic-wearing person can tell you the same thing. So I don't know how her nails. That's what I'm saying. I was like, not that anything that they do is practical, but like you said, as an acrylic wearing person and as a person who has had my nails long, like they break for fucking anything, like real natural nails. And then acrylic nails, you get them stuck on anything, you're there crying for 20 years because it fucking hurts. <laughs> no, because you lift your whole nail. And it's yeah, just, you lift your nail. whole, again, I understand that we're just out here splitting hairs, but literally, if um, we never did that, we'd never have a podcast. So <laughs> obviously we suspend disbelief when we're going to a movie, but then sometimes some things are just like too far out there and apparently the nails were it because again i know what it's like to have nails that long and i'm like that's impossible (laughs) so talking about nitpicking even though i said that i felt like the riddler like the show it took me a while in the movie to accept that this was the way that they were doing the riddler at the beginning he made me so uncomfortable exactly i thought to jump off a cliff bro the sensation I got was like of a criminal mind's rapist. Yes, and at it the beginning, made right? me so I was like, uncomfortable. I was like, oh my god, please don't take off your belt. Please don't take off. Your... Like that's what I felt at the beginning scene when he smashed the the mayor's head in and got on top of him. I thought he was like removing his belt or something. I, I was thought, like, I, no, this movie was... is not going there. And it didn't. He was just getting his roll of tape. But so, but, still, but it, in, in the that moment, energy, it 100%. gave me like very much um, creep vibes, which I understand it's a different type of creep because he's still a murderer and he's still the Riddler. But I think that's what can be very unique about villains as well, even though like I have fallen in love with a different version, the way the Riddler has been done. So I don't think that this is my ideal version of the Riddler. It is definitely not my ideal version <laughs> of the Riddler. Again, he did a great job as the Riddler. 
and he did a great job progressing the plot and everything i loved like his character in it however he made me uncomfortable and i do not like this version of the riddler and no other riddler has made me uncomfortable (laughs) i agree agree. and i was discussing with somebody how though this type of riddler is not cut out for every actor like for example like we were just talking about that bruce may not be a difficult actor to play i think this riddler was a difficult role to pull off, especially because we've seen other Riddlers. Mm-hmm. And, for example, the other Riddler we've seen is Jim Carrey. I don't think Jim Carrey can do this. And I, I'm not saying I don't love Jim Carrey as a character. Rizma, like, he's played serious roles, but that getting under your skin, making you uneasy, queasy, and then still having a childlike face because this is an actor that looks very young and can pull off innocence as well did that raising my hairs i was like bro get off the screen and then i was like okay you know what take the show man like because you're doing it i don't really know how i feel about this version of the riddler but did it work for the movie yeah amazing for yeah, the movie did. i would but it was just <laughs> he wasn't for me <laughs> personally but that's why also all the all the cards that he left for the batman would constantly take me back to the long halloween in that sense yeah. of mm-hmm. finding pieces of the puzzle like to dissect yeah uh, i really so like that, how like vested in the detective role this was and it was beautifully painful overlooked the significance of that piece of the murder weapon oh yeah and i think that that goes into his innocence as a detective at that time but it's that and also his kind of privilege too because that little man knew what the the tool was because he's like yeah my uncle removes carpets and does carpets but that's not something a little rich kid would know would have ever known and it's how well thought out this was written not only by the riddler but of course by the screenplay Mm -hmm. the initial murder weapon being the one thing that could have helped them stop Gotham being underwater. But he was just too slow on the uptake on it. And, and yeah, the like fact that said, he immediately a... recognized this was the initial murder weapon because he saw the blood pat like and then that also makes me question whether or not the Riddler intentionally dropped that to leave the outline so that you would be able to coordinate that as the murder weapon. We have to kind of I guess assume that everything that the Riddler does is a calculated move, which at the end of the day it probably is because that's his game plan you know all the pieces are important and matter in every part that they're left to be discovered did you go to the website oh yeah and it just gave me like some error message or whatever what were they you you downloaded them of yeah, course that's what i'm trying to pull up right now you riddler supporter Whoa. For a moment, I got creeped out because it was like like two o'clock in the morning, and there's just pictures of like mur- murdered people. <laughs> That's always nice to see at two o'clock in the morning with like notes that actually oh, say truck. things. Each level cut to head shape, box to sit over shoulders. Rats can go up and down to the level, not to be wider than shoulders. Each level cut like there's such intricate detail put into this that need didn't need to go into play and i guess i didn't open the one that literally showed the, the pictures that showed up when they were playing the the arkham oh. martha <laughs> oh um there's like i was able to download the pictures of like that murder picture where mm-hmm. they're like and i was like it's two o'clock in the morning i don't need this <laughs> But that was definitely a side quest that I just shared, so. Oh, another thing I kind of found interesting that they did go with Arkham, Martha Arkham. I was about to ask how you felt about that, because I'm so used to Martha Kane. Me too. 
Because obviously that's where we get Kate Kane and that whole family. But Marco Artham, uh, Marco Arthur, who, who the, Ar- <laughs> that's why I started Arkham Martha because the A A is hard for Martha me. Martha Arkham, yeah. Apparently, it was hard for me too. <laughs> Arkham, comma Martha. <laughs> so Martha Arkham, like that, I guess angle for her that they're going with, I find interesting because I think that's definitely going to be really important going forward considering the tease of the joker Cons- who could have yeah. also been two-faced who could have also been i'm so upset by that <laughs> why because i kind of wanted joker to be the final boss i wanted movie three joker okay but what's great is we're not sure who is who because it looks like two-faced but he laughed like uh, okay but if you've been in arkham long enough with the joker don't you think you could pick something up i guess but it's it looks like it's an Joker. It, a burned face looks like Joker? Yeah, because I'm assuming that they're going with the whole vat of acid like they usually do, but this vat of acid actually burned him and scarred him. And that's why he wears the clown paint to co- quote-unquote cover the scars. That would be an interesting take to have on him that's in a movie. That's what I thought they were going for. I just, it felt like the Joker. Like, it did, no, it 100% did yeah, feel like, like the Joker because face, especially, especially saying the word clowns, the word clowns was literally used in yeah, his little monologue. Exactly. And the, not that they can't make Two-Face charismatic, but not this type of charismatic. And also, like, it just would, it, it would fit so much better if it were the Joker. Especially because we already have, quote-unquote, his little underlings, like the ones at the beginning of the movie yes. that fuck shit up. So I feel like it had to be the Joker. But anyway, like, he's obviously the most iconic Batman villain. You're going to want to get to him. I understand that. But I liked that the stage was clear for any villain to kind of take main stage. But now that Joker's around... Ketchup and Mustard Man? Condiment Man? Condiment Man, incredible. But, like, the fact that Joker (laughs) had his own... Not the Joker, the Riddler had center stage and nothing was, like, overshadowing, competing, interrupting him because we are all focused on him as a villain. I really like that. But when you throw in Joker, it's like, no one else has a chance. You can't beat the fucking Joker. I would have preferred for them to hold off on him until the end. And you kind know, of had you... more of final boss energy in that sense. That we kind of build up to the most iconic villain Batman has. Christopher Nolan did a great job of making Bane better. Better, I think, is a strong word. In terms of, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's because, you know, Heath Ledger had to die, unfortunately. Like, um, it's just in that sense. I would just but say... I feel like the iconic ability to actually match up with Batman in that sense and yeah, take like, him down. I do think that he was a good choice. Like, I don't think... I can't see any other villain carrying that weight. However, that he's brings... he those big muscles, you know? It's like, was that really Bane if it was Talia's plans? That's also fair. So then that also... So that, le- so that also still leaves Ra's al Ghul as, as a main hitter. player, yeah. So it really just depends where they go, but obviously this looks like they're going Joker. I know, but they then could... Joker in Joker can then be movie two, movie three could be... Yeah, because they could technically hold Joker in Arkham until movie three. Or Joker does his whole whatever, movie three is, you know, planting the seeds for Damien. Don't say seeds and Damien in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> it was intentional. <laughs> horrible flashbacks, horrible <laughs> memories. I mean, I wouldn't mind them bringing back Talia and actually doing a decent job of having Talia Al Ghul actually be Talia Al Ghul. Because no matter how much I dislike her, like, she would still be a really great villainess. 
at the end of the day and they did not do her justice in the Nolan first so I agree I agree so I mean it opens up to a lot of possibilities the end reminds me a lot of like no man's land okay kind of isolated Gotham like that's what made me think of war games as well in war games sense, too yeah it was like it's complete and total anarchy yeah for there's... yourself and martial declaring martial, martial law, law the helicopters and unfortunately depending on whether or not we get that Gotham I was about to say we like I'm in Gotham <laughs> <laughs> whether or not Gotham gets outside support because that's what happened in war games the rest of the world said no you guys happened in no man's land too <laughs> they quarantined all of gotham they're like y'all we can't help you you do you and same thing happened martial law everything was crazy very similar energy to those scenes in comics so i really am curious to see where they go from here within the verse but i did like everything over like i like the aesthetic of gotham i like that you couldn't tell that it was like right off the bat it was a known city like this felt like another city in another place and which i really really loved for gotham the opening scene looked like times square so i don't know what you're talking about okay yeah it was kind of <laughs> times square but different enough if i forget it was stylized that, enough if I, if I forget that opening scene it is one of my favorite gothams yeah out okay it's one of my favorite gothams for movies Yes, for like live action movies. For yes, yes for live okay. action movies Same. because Gotham still holds like a very great place in my heart. Like when it comes to Gotham City and just that, but that's a whole different podcast. Um, <laughs> but I think that in terms of movie wise, it really, really holds true as Gotham City and just the the violence that can happen, yeah, the inequity that can happen, yeah, um, and as well as just the the crime. The the abuse of power, the money laundering, all of it. Yeah, they they made Gotham the nitty gritty, horrible, shitty place that it you know should be. That's why he's out there trying to fight crime. Woo! Mm-hmm. Though I did like his character arc, and it's like he started his vengeance, and he's like, hmm, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Oh, and you then know, the incels. I was about to say, <laughs> like, on his, like, side channel. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I and mean, then they're going and, like, trying to do mass, like, literally a mass shooting. Because okay. those things need to be put into place okay. to create Gotham. Especi- yeah, Gotham, yes. especially Bruce Wayne, like, in that. Because the orphanage has been talked about in oh, yeah, so many forever. things, in so many cool. areas when it comes to the Bat family. And depending what origin story you want to go with, Jason Todd and all of this. Like, the whole orphanage and, like, and, and it goes it goes into the whole and other films the way that they've done it except he's not a sad boy he is playing into the billionaire role and mm. actually able to philanthropize but right now philanthropize. <laughs> but right now bruce is like i don't care about my money i don't care about nothing but i'm sure he'll start caring next movie and be like maybe i can use my money to do more because i think that's what they were hinting at as well yeah. with the which i thought that was the worst time she and she said it to me oh, she was yeah, like, she's like i don't oh, want to hit you up at yeah, a funeral but i don't see you anywhere it, your people say you're busy um but you're uh, not doing enough ma'am i'm out fighting crime like, what else what do you else want do you want me to she's like no, no no your money bruce like that's helpful too if you didn't know that and i agree with you i just felt like it was just a lot and I think that and that's also unfortunately fortunately like a testament of the time that we're in where a lot sure. of things are intentional so it's kind of hard to tell whether or not any of those moments those inequity things are intentional because they cannot exist if you're going in that storyline of sins of the father you have to bump yeah. this up a little and it may not to have show like I- how privileged that he is I completely agree with those things for the most part 
I know all of this exists in Gotham. I just felt like adding all of Gotham's mm-hmm. shittiness and then our own real world shittiness I agree, I agree. was a lot of baggage, <laughs> like socially speaking, for the movie to carry. I agree. I, agree. I think that that was my only point. I didn't have a problem with it. I just felt like oh, and lot. I think that's that's again a testament of like the environment that we're coming into 2022 watching films where a lot of things have been intentional, which have been great. Yeah. So now you're watch like as we grow as people, you watch things with different lenses, and then that's a lens that's hard to take off. In 2022 but i was just like wow a lot's happening no uh, of course a lot a lot is happening yeah i mean three hour movie i'm sure a lot fucking happened in this movie it was just a lot of social emotional baggage i think i'm glad they didn't do it but i think it would have been one of the most iconic things that have ever happened in cinema if the riddler knew he was bruce wayne and he just had to stop being batman he's just year two had to stop being I think that that was one of the best fake outs ever, though, because the whole time you, you and Bruce are freaking out. The audience and Bruce are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, the Riddler knows. How are we going to fix this? Like, the Riddler knows. Like, he's going to tell everybody. What's the fucking point? Like, he knows. But no, he didn't fucking know. Like, that was one of the greatest fake outs ever. Bruce was like, I have to quit. I have to move. I have to pick up my enterprise yeah, and dude, go to another country. Dude, Bruce is having a complete and utter mental breakdown. And that's why he missed a lot of the obvious. And I think that was a good cover-up for him missing like a lot of clues like when he was investigating like he didn't see that there could be more to like what the riddler was doing like the reveal he thought the reveal was him he didn't think the reveal was i'm gonna blow up gotham Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think that was a good like red herring for because it was the i know who you are yes exactly so i think it was a good red herring for um obviously batman little naive detective yeah as a detective as as, like a, a very naive form of you know his detective skill he's not obviously not yet the world's greatest detective he's trying to be yeah he's he's getting there but not yet and that's why he (laughs) missed all these obvious things so red herring for him and for the audience to believe that that was like the ultimate thing that riddler was going for to unmask him and i think that in it of itself would have also lined up with everything the riddler was saying which this is going to tear apart gotham can you imagine gotham figuring out that he is (laughs) batman yeah like that the wayne foundation wayne enterprises or whatever like i feel like that could definitely break them but overall i did enjoy the movie Mm -hmm. i had to hold in my pee for over an hour so that was really difficult for me Me otherwise i don't know if i would watch it again like leisurely i think it was emotionally taxing to sit there and watch such a fucking long movie for me (laughs) i don't know what it was but i was exhausted after watching it that was so long So that's why I did it. It did not come off as an action film. Now no. that I'm thinking about it, not that it didn't have good fight scenes, but yeah, it didn't. It wasn't an action movie. It was like a noir with action in it, a detective film with action. I in know it. we don't mean a lot to Matt Reeves, but I think he'd be happy though at that description. Me too. Like so I don't think I, again. I, think I, I don't have... think we mean much to him. Yeah, but... <laughs> I think he accomplished his goal and. And I'm happy for him because it, it turned out really well. But I'm, I didn't leave that theater being like, wow, I can't wait to watch that movie again. I do feel like you could make a I Batman didn't. movie every single year and never run out of stories to tell. Oh, so no. So I just, 
think that it's unfortunate that it costs so much to make a live action Batman movie yep. and that you know you need to pace it out and like funding and all of that but I feel like you can never run out of Batman stories to tell and this was just one of them and it hits the mark as its own Batman film as the end of all Batman films I, I doubt it like you know oh, like this is not no I don't way. think this would rank the highest but it, oh, it, we should do that one day rank all the, the Batman films that'd be a fun thing so I think overall I mean, those were my closing thoughts. I thought it was a good movie. I think overall, as a Batman film, I would be lying if it wasn't, like, an A. Like, yeah. I'd be lying if it was not hitting all the marks that it intended to do. Maybe it didn't hit some of my personal, like, mm-hmm. things that I wanted to have been done or should have done differently. But again, most of it was splitting hairs. None of it was... At no point did I feel like I was not watching a film nothing took me out of the movie completely yeah so i think it was an immersive experience and i would be lying if it wasn't an a even if i can just complain about things for an hour but that's the best part (laughs) no i really did like the movie again it's not like i left the movie theater super excited to watch it again but i did enjoy watching it it was just it took a lot out of me as a viewer for to watch a three hour long movie i feel like and I don't really watch a lot of things on a regular basis, so maybe I'm just I'm just weak and fragile, and I can't sit through a three-hour movie. But I mean, it was good, and I wasn't bored at any point, and I enjoyed it. I think that was the key point. No part of me thought the movie should be shorter. Yes, I no agree. No part of me thought that it should be shorter because I have seen movies where I'm like, okay, this we didn't this need twenty that. minutes too long. I at no point did I think it went that way, and I'm sorry if someone listening did because. Um, like, that sucks. Like, I hate sitting in a movie and thinking it should have been shorter. Right? Like, it's one of the worst feelings. But like, I personally com- yeah, But I completely agree because after the movie, I was like, damn, I wish it was shorter. But then I was like, well, what, what do you take out, Chelsea? And the answer was nothing. I, there was nothing I could have taken out and still had the same impact, flow, everything that the movie had. So I understand why it had to be this long for them to execute this specific vision, I guess, that you could say that they had for it. I really did like it ending in a more hopeful note for Batman. I think his, he grew in this movie, thank God. Despite being... <laughs> it's really interesting on how it can be hopeful for Batman and literally <laughs> degenerative for Gotham. <laughs> Correct. Gotham literally caiendo se pedazos, AK falling to pieces, everyone is miserable, they're... Half these people don't have homes anymore because of how much the water has risen. But Batman's like, you know what? The future can be hopeful. <laughs> and I mean, that's true when you live in a mansion and yeah. you're a billionaire. It's true. But I, I mean, him realizing in general that being some, like, a force for vengeance or his anger, like, a, using Batman to release anger, his own personal, like, issues isn't what would be productive for the city what would be productive for the city is actually helping people and now what's interesting in that aspect is if alfred had been honest with him the whole time maybe he wouldn't have gone through this mayhaps but i mean alfred Alfred had if he wasn't searching for the answers that alfred had would batman had gone through this journey did going through this give him the closure that he wanted or needed when it comes to his family yeah but maybe hearing it from alfred wouldn't have been what he wanted or like it wouldn't have you know it would have hit different or i mean and alfred was also griping with these things as well like I, i'm sure it, you know I it's agree. hard for him i to, like, agree but, that, but that's kind of the interesting journey when you look at things through yeah. like a trauma lens for batman as a character and him being fortunate enough to have money to cope with the with the difficulties he went through but again for overall sure. i think that it is a well done film and I that's agree. 
hard every once in a while to, to really hit the mark on a well-done film. Um, especially with the last movie I had watched in theaters prior to this being Jackass. Oh, I thought you were going to say No Way Home because I was still <laughs> thinking superhero movies. But no, it was super well done. No Way Home could never have a plot this well thought out. <laughs> I agree, I agree. And you know what? Hate us for it. <laughs> it's okay. I stand by this opinion. I stand by it too. Like, this was just a well thought out movie and it was a good movie perhaps marvel has skewed what people think a superhero movie should be i agree and um, even... or, but i don't think it should be anything i think every hero has it their own character that should be handled differently and can be handled differently and i think batman fit this aesthetic really well and it ended up good for matt reeves and I think what a lot of people forget is that superhero stories are just superhero fan fiction that made their way through someone's headcanons or someone's storylines that they thought of for these characters because they've existed for so long. Correct. And they made it to the screen and you've accepted them. So, like, a superhero can be anything. And I think that's what's amazing about them. Well. So on that note, um, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry because now you can't watch it because we said everything that happens. So, <laughs> so yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed our, our return to podcast. Maybe we'll we'll be back in the next Batman movie. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, Who knows when you'll see us again? But um, until next time.